It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. It is the Go Birds Podcast. It is episode number 157, uh, and uh, I don't know if you know this or not, guys, a uh, pretty big uh, game that's happening on Sunday, 425. We are here to preview Cowboys, Eagles, L.A. Shore Parks, James Seltzer. I'm John Barcher. Of course, you know us already. James, what's happening, man? Are you? Uh, where, where are we at now? In, in, in DEFCON levels, are we at <laughs> one? Are we getting to two? Are we ready to go? Uh, I, which is lower? Is it? Is it? Do you go up or go down? Is you go it one? Up. Oh, one's okay. worse. Yeah, five's one's just the normal. Worst. One's sure like everything's crazy. Yeah, it's one, John. It's <laughs> Dallas week for the season. What are we talking about here? It, it all comes down to this, and I, I know technically, you know, the Eagles would still have to win in Week 17, yeah, which right. is a scary thought. You know, let's not even get there yet. <laughs> Look, it's very rare. You know, you can think about it. 2013, 44 to six. Like there aren't that many times. When the season really, truly comes down to a late-season Eagles-Cowboys game, especially one that's here in the link, it's it's for all the marbles, man. It's, yeah. it, it's a team that has not felt like a playoff team all year has a chance to snatch that, and and that's it's awesome. I'm I'm pumped. And Elliot, I know that uh, you know you know, you know uh, don't need any kind of disguising of what this week means. I mean, you've already said that this is Carson Wentz. Wentz's, you know, uh, biggest opportunity in his career and a whole bunch of pressure that's on uh, this Eagles team. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, it's the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career. It's <laughs> and it's not even close. I can't even think of a game comparable that he's ever played that's going to gone in that that he's going to play going into this game. I mean, he it's almost end of his fourth year. 
He's never played in the playoffs. This is essentially a playoff game. It's against the team's biggest rival on the biggest stage at the link. I mean, this is a game Carson has said he likes to play in, that he works hard to play in, and it's a game he has to play well in. I mean, this is this is the game you drafted Carson Wentz for. This is when you need him to be your franchise quarterback. It's really the game everyone's been waiting to see this guy play in since they drafted him number two overall. Uh, any rebuttal towards uh, Colin Coward calling you out, by the way, uh, the couple of days ago? I know that you went on you know, the evening show and, and had your rebuttal there, but... I mean, right. it's pretty true, isn't it? Like this is I. This is the first time you know it annoys me when you say it's the 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 most important game of his career because I feel like we keep saying you and James are kind of well, on that it's, board. It's true. It's the most important. <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is. But every, right, here, but you guys are right. That's what I'm saying. I'm just here to say this is yeah. Oh. Coward's wrong. This is his biggest game I of the well, career. Well, yeah, so let me say I'll say two things. First, I really appreciate the fact that for the biggest game of the year, Coward is reading 94wip.com. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's where you go. That's where you go when you need the Eagles information prior to this game. Second, his argument was flawed. I mean, he was saying if uh, if Jason Garrett wins this game, is he a top five head coach? If Dak wins it, is he worth all the money for the Cowboys? This has nothing to do with those two. This is strictly about Carson. This is about what Carson is going into. So I think it, it's pretty clearly uh, his the biggest game of the year. And I will say to everyone on Twitter tweeting me that I say it all the time, like go find me saying it all the time. I've only said it from what I can find and remember, three times in his four-year career. So games get bigger, and they're, they're, for Carson, they haven't been bigger than this Sunday. Yeah, look, I know. I'm actually – I'm so with Elliot on this, and, and I know that Elliot and I have sparred quite a bit this year. I'm not always on Elliot's side. Yeah. So this <laughs> is a real rational thing that I'm saying here. I thought Colin Cowherd sounded like an ass, if you want to be completely honest. He sounded like someone who has no idea what's happening in Philadelphia. It really did. He saw a headline. He's like, oh, oh I can do something with that. He's doing his shtick. That's fine. But I, I actually think Colin Cowherd is really talented. I thought it was bad. I was disappointed in Colin Cowherd's take on the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And uh, the whole Foles-Wentz thing. Stop. 75%? It's absurd. Yeah. I talk to these people every day. It's my <laughs> job to talk to these people every day, to answer these phone calls. This is what I do. And it's like 95% Carson Wentz over Foles. Like, it's not even a question. I mean, there people was- People roll their eyes It is what time. it is. Yeah. People get mad. It's to this point where people get mad when you mention Nick Foles' name on Sports Radio WIP. Colin Coward, yeah. just, just be right. Get your facts straight before you want to take shots. That's what I think. Yeah. Look, also, you- like, is is Philadelphia a big pale ale city? Like, that was a <laughs> big <laughs> job, so I don't think of Philly as, like, like a pale, pale ale, ale in ale. fights. That's what Philly's Philly- about, man. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. That's yeah, just kind like, of like I mean, a— Philly's a great beer city. Yeah, it is. I don't think of it as pale ale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but one thing is for sure. I mean, like, you're right. I mean, uh, all eyes are going to be on Carson here. Um, all eyes are on Dak, and obviously there's— this injury that keeps brewing, and Todd Archer even said today, mm. Thursday, as we're mm. recording this here, I mean, you know, he's not even going to be throwing the football uh, up until Sunday. Now, I think that makes for a nice story for Dak Prescott and Carson and uh, battling out and whatever. And obviously, we are the the only things I'm really concerned about when it comes to Carson Wentz, and I'll even lump Doug into this too. Is Carson Wentz is fumbling the football. Otherwise, outside of that, like I don't, I don't have any issues with what this offense is going to do against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, time and time again, Elliot, you've said this many times. There hasn't been a time where Doug Peterson has had his back against the wall in a very important yeah. game, in a win or take it all type of thing, and not come out ahead of that. You know, in in many different situations, this is new to Carson, so there is that element to it. But I'm not concerned 
about the offense on either side. I'm concerned about the Dallas Cowboys offense, regardless if Dak Prescott can throw or not. And uh, I've got a radical strategy for you guys to react to. Here is what I would do if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Invite them to run the football as many times as you possibly can. If you want to go and feed Zeke 35 times, go and do that. I'm fine with that. I want Jim Schwartz to open that level of thinking and throw something at them that they are not ready for. I want four down linemen, maybe one linebacker at any given time, and just not throw the football to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. I want as many DBs on the field as possible, and if Dak's arm really is that much of a of a burden to him that he can't throw over 20 yards or whatever it is, then back off and have him try and beat you with Zeke Elliott. That's what I would do if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles defense. I, I, I agree. I think the like the Eagles will should be happy every time that ball is not thrown 20-plus yards down the field. And that's not a specific to the Cowboys. The Eagles' secondary is not good at preventing the deep pass. They, they're they sloppy, so they get called for, for flags. They're a poor tackling team, so a completion down the field often leads to even a bigger play than it should be. And their corners aren't very good outside of Jalen Mills. So they, I agree. Like You want the ball to be run by Ezekiel Elliott as much as, much as possible. The only thing I'll say I disagree with you on, though, is – I think the uh, the Dak injury thing is very real. Like, I don't think this is them. Oh, I don't think it's it. fake. I, I just want to make that clear. Yeah, I don't think this is. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, um, like, from being around the Eagles, and the Eagles are only, the only team I've ever covered, so I can only speak to how they do it. But if Carson had a shoulder injury this week, right, they would go to every single length possible to not let people know about it. So the fact that the Cowboys are saying he's hurt, He's not practicing. There was a report that he's probably not going to take any meaningful snaps before this game. I think he's really hurt. Like, I think this is a major advantage for the Eagles that probably isn't getting discussed enough. I agree. I, look, this feels real. And I know a lot of Eagles fans and a lot of people on Twitter and all that have been like, oh, we're not falling for it again. It's a rope-a-dope, all that type of stuff. <laughs> what rope-a-dope? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, I, I think Dak will play. I think ultimately it really seems like he's going to play. I don't think Jerry Jones comes out and says he's going to be fine. He's going to play if he's not going to play. But I think it's real. And I think it'll impact him. Richie said on the air, John Richie's on the air today, that he'll be fine because they'll shoot him up and it's not an issue. I don't see how that's possible. I mean, it's his throwing shoulder. Like, this is going to be an issue for the Cowboys, but I still don't 100% agree with you guys that you have to have Zeke beat you. I mean, Zeke will beat you. Zeke's shown that. Zeke's really good. And last coming off his best game of the season, they can move the ball on the ground. This Eagles run defense, which we felt so confident about, ain't that great anymore. It's been bad the last few weeks. I think it's oh, yeah. like four and a half yards a carry or something over that. I mean... I think that if you let Zeke just run all over you, it's going to be a long day. I don't think they could stop Zeke in that way. So I do think you have to do some things to focus on that. But this shoulder injury is the real X factor. And yeah. like you said, John, if you get out there and you see that it really is bad and he can't throw the ball deeper, he doesn't have the same zip on it or whatever, you have to be prepared to take advantage of that from a scheme perspective. So let me throw a hypothetical at you guys based off of this. And this is a hypothetical I did not tweet because I don't think people on Twitter can handle it. But let me just throw this at you. I don't think they can handle you, anything you tweet, just for just for the record. Yeah. <laughs> Would you so let's say you had these two options. Either Carson versus a fully healthy Dak, right? Or so you go into the game, no but Dak is miraculously cle- uh cleared. He's healthy, okay. he's fine. So or McCown versus Cooper Rush. <laughs> oh, McGee well, I mean, McCown versus Cooper Mc- Rush. Yeah, you obviously want McCown <laughs> versus Cooper Rush. You have yeah. to. I mean, Cooper right. Rush has never thrown a pass in the NFL. 
Yeah, well, he's a- thrown three, James. Just to be clear, we we appreciate you know. <laughs> I thought true he never. Had he thrown three? Yeah, I thought it was yeah, zero. Yeah, All yeah, right, yeah. so he's thrown three. Either passes way, Cooper Rush is not good. Yeah, the point still holds. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I I guess if it's so weird, hypothetical. Yeah, why 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 it. only one? Why really couldn't doesn't it be, do anything? Why can't it be Cooper Rush versus Carson Wentz? Because I'd much rather take that. Well, if look, that's that's <laughs> theoretically possible that yeah. that could happen. Even though I think Dak's going to play, McCown versus versus Rush isn't happening. Yeah, I mean. it, was there a, a larger point to that year, or is that just out of curiosity? No, just a curiosity. Okay. I was just thinking earlier about you know like. It, how they might have to go to Cooper Rush as a backup, and I was just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, the like, Eagles would, definitely would have a better have backup. McCown, is not as good. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, at least McCown. The has drop been... from Dak. The point is, the drop from Dak to Cooper Rush is a much larger drop than Wentz to McCown. Yeah, uh, yes. and and maybe unless there's, I don't know the NFL rules. I would I would actually like try and force Kellen Moore to go play quarterback uh, as opposed to Cooper. He Rush wasn't very good whenever he got an opportunity. He's a much better <laughs> offensive coordinator than a quarterback. Uh, and that's like, and I, I James, I get where you're coming from when it when it comes to that. But if he, I, all I know is this defense struggles between the twenties uh, anyway. Yeah, I get so, it. So so if you want to you want to switch back into your base defense once you get into the red zone, fine. But that's well, how it's going to have to go. I get it, but yeah. again, you're you're saying. Let's make the best player on the other team beat us. That's a bit of a scary strategy, is my point. I don't know if he is especially the best. Especially when that. Especially oh my, when what do you that mean? He's definitely five and zero against. Yeah, he's the best player that on that team. Five and zero. I, I don't know if he is the best player on that team. Who's why, better? Why isn't Amari Cooper the best player on that team? Because Zeke's better. Wh- who, mean, has, who has had more explosive plays throughout the year? Zeke's had a better career. Are you serious? I oh mean, yeah, he's had a better career. But I'm saying like Amari Cooper in terms of talent, like that's what's going to shred the secondary every single time. And it doesn't matter who it is. You can yell out Rasul Douglas. You can yell out Jalen Mills. You can yell out Ronald Darby. You can yell out. Whoever it is, we can guarantee that the Cowboys wide receivers are going to score a touchdown at some point. Do you know point. what Zeke's numbers are against the Eagles? He's averaging like 160 yards a game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so throw them off. That's if you if the Dallas offense looks at this thing and go, wait, do you really want us to run the football? And Jim Schwartz goes, yeah, I absolutely do to slow it down. Because here's the other part of the strategy. I, I, I just disagree. Here's the other part of the strategy. Yeah, and this is going to sound weird. But you need to chip Callium because this Dallas defense cannot handle speeds, tempo, and that's just something that the Eagles have done for the last two weeks. It's in Carson Wentz's strength to go and do so. The the Dallas defense does nothing different. It has done nothing different for years. There's pockets. There's holes everywhere. There's you know, uh, and we've seen Mark Sanchez have success against this style of defense, even though there's better players and, yeah, the roster's more talented and whatever. Tempo does really give the Dallas Cowboys defense fits here. Well, so and the it, Eagles seem better running it, too. Yeah, and, so, and Carson is, uh, you know, much more comfortable with that. Like, I, I wouldn't stop it. I think the, the goal of this particular game is to get to 21 nothing by the first half. And if that's your goal, like I, yeah, I, I would well, say that would be ideal, or, or somewhere, <laughs> somewhere unlikely. like yeah, yeah, 21-10, something like that, twenty-one three, twenty-one seven. That should be your goal is to win the first half, and and hopefully you get lucky and you win the coin flip. I'm saying tempo, and I'm saying throw off the Dallas offense is. is Fast as you can. I, I think you have so, to win this first half. You can't have another fourth quarter comeback. You can't do any of those things. Your goal should be to crush them and to crush them as fast as you possibly can. I, I obviously I agree that a twenty-one nothing lead would be huge for this team. <laughs> yeah, right? good strategy. Um, Just go up twenty-one yeah, nothing. I, the goal is to <laughs> the strategy is to crush them. Yes, in the first half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and what I would say though is like from an X's and O's standpoint, clearly this team is better when they have a lead. I think, but I also just think. Sometimes, not that 
not that people are overcomplicating it, but I think that when, when I look at this game, I see a lot of things that have re- very little to do with X's and O's. And I just look at it and I say, is a Jason Garrett team going to come into Philadelphia in the cold with his job on the line and Dak's shoulder hurt and put up a fight? I don't really think so. So if the Eagles can get off to a quick start, and this is where I think you're right, Barchard, if they can get off to a quick start, I don't even think it has to be 21 nothing. If they can just score first, get a 10 nothing lead, get a, get a big play on defense early, I think the momentum of the last two wins being at home, they will, will carry them to a win. Like X's and O's aside, I just think they have every chance here to grab the momentum and just shut the Cowboys down. Now, the issue is they're terrible at quick starts, but I think the chance is really here this week. Yeah, and Dallas is a front-running team. I mean, they've shown that all year long. When, when they're down, they are not a team that's going to fight back. So, <laughs> uh, look, I, I think it's a great a great idea, a great thought. I think if you can jump on them early, it makes sense. Maybe we see a Greg Ward pass early on. Oh, that has to happen. Can we do oh, that? Are you kidding bit? me? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think I think getting out to a lead is important. But to Elliot's point, I mean, I don't think this Eagles team can be counted on to get out to a lead. I think it's going to be a slugfest. Yeah, that's almost like you have to you have to force it here a little bit too. And yeah, I can't imagine. I don't. I, when I close my eyes and I look at Jason Garrett coming into Philadelphia, and I see this scared little puppy that's just like you know, I don't. I don't know. I hope I clap enough that and like yet, I, I can make he, things happen. And yet he's won like five straight here, yes. other than games yeah. that haven't mattered. I know, which is crazy to me. So, and they you know, always, and it no, doesn't matter the head coach. They always kind of flip flop. Although it's just been it's been a tough road for Doug uh, against the Cowboys here. Well, Doug's two and six against the yeah, Cowboys. It's not two great. And six. That's why you got to kind of correct a lot of these things. But but even. You know, I, I look at Jason as not a as, as James always likes to say, a leader of men. I don't and like he's some somehow had this impassioned speech over the last two weeks that has suddenly like turned things around, and that's why they won against the Rams. And the reason why they won against the Rams is because. Uh, Jared Goff forgot how to play quarterback the for Rams about didn't three show quarters. Up. The Rams did. The Rams didn't get off the <laughs> First plane. And foremost, is the problem. Yeah. That Rams team wanted nothing to do with playing football. No. Uh, and secondly, like it is comical how many times that the Rams you know corners were running into each other on these stupid little rub routes that you know the Cowboys absolutely love to do and it's it's always like the tight end going behind the slot wide receiver to cause confusion and when I that's what I'm saying when I see stuff like that I look and go oh Ronald Darby's gonna do that too at some point you know uh but there's there is not one quantifiable thing that you can look at this Dallas team and go, this is why they're having success. It's just, it feels so random because they blow out teams and then they don't score points and then they blow out teams again. So like, whatever you have to do to control that, uh, and that's why I'm so adamant about starting so quickly in the first half here because I, I don't know how these teams have the same record. And clearly, I don't. You, you can de- you decipher on how big the talent gap is, but the Cowboys have more talented players right now. The Eagles have had to deal with the injuries. Yeah, it's yeah. not even close to this, and they're still seven and seven. Can anybody answer that for me? Why this team is so much more talented? I don't think it's just Jason Garrett. You know? I, I think it. I think we mentioned a little bit. I mean, they are a front-running team. They're a team that has not shown up for a lot of games. I don't. They're clearly not a well-coached team. I do think that matters. I don't think we can underrate the Jason Garrett thing and the fact that I, you know I don't think these guys are fighting for Garrett in the same way that other teams might fight for a guy like that. But I think it's the biggest question mark with the Cowboys. Is look, they're way more talent. I mean, they should be eleven and five, twelve and four, talent-wise, yeah. and they're sitting at seven and seven, and it's just been inconsistency across the board. And to be fair, they have not played well against good teams. I know we talk about it, but that Rams win against a team that didn't even show up, it's their first win against a winning team all season long. 
that says something. I don't know how much it says, but it says something. But I can't give you an exact reason for why they struggle and why they don't play up to their potential each week. It is a bit mystifying, but it it's I, look when you're seven and seven, there's a reason. Yeah, and Elliot, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you one oh, quick yeah. one here too. They have a plus ninety point differential, uh, and the only two teams in NFL history that have been able to have a 90-plus point differential and only win, like, and be at 500. So San Diego Chargers, I think, from 08, and then, like, a random 1970 Falcons team. That's it. Like, it is an, it's embarrassing for, for this Cowboys organization to be that dominant offensively and then only have seven victories out of this. So, yeah, e- e- t- tell us what, what you see from this Cowboys club and why they're it's, underachieving all year. It's Jason Garrett. I mean, I think that the perfect example – of why it's Jason Garrett is their their game against the Vikings earlier this year. Close game, good opponent at home. Dak's playing well. He's driving down the field. They're doing a bit of tempo, if I remember correctly. They're going in for the game-winning touchdown. And then Jason Garrett calls two straight running plays, or <laughs> one running play to Ezekiel Elliott. Actually, maybe two straight running plays, and, yeah, then, he targets them on, and then he targets them on fourth down. So when you're, up, when you're plus 90, it shows you have talent, but when you're not winning, it's because of coaching errors. I mean, and that, again... When we look at this game, I know Doug's two and six versus the Cowboys, so it sounds crazy to say, but I really do think the biggest advantage Eagles have in this game is on the sidelines. I think Doug is a considerably better coach every day of the week, like preparing his team for the game, getting them ready to play, doing game plans, and then on Sunday. I think Doug will make some decisions on Sunday that Garrett won't that will really end up helping the Eagles. Uh, and what what do you think those might end up being? You know, like because I I think of crucial times of when this Eagles team has been in those situations throughout the season. Uh, and like I I keep harping back to like Miami, and it looked like that they were gonna steamroll that team right after that you know that second half, and then kind of things end up falling apart there. Uh, and James, when has been outside of Buffalo and Green Bay? I don't remember this team feeling prepared, and I guess that's what the, the scares me the most coming into this game here, too. I want to be fully on board and, and f- feel like, hey, this is it's, – it's all lining up for the Eagles here. Dak's hurt. Uh, you know, Carson's been playing some of his best comeback football in the of his career, essentially, here. So – why don't I feel like they can go in and just take care of this football team? Well, because, I mean, <laughs> look, you know? because they don't have anyone on offense. I mean, it's hard. Look, and, and I actually think, and Elliot said this a bunch, but I, I'd rather have Greg Ward and these this crew, this ragtag crew out there, yeah. than Aguilar, than Jeffrey, because I don't think those guys want to play for Carson the same way these guys do. So I do think that matters. But it's because you look at these two teams, and Dallas should be so much better. We, we just talked about it. They are so much more talented. It's silly. To look at these two teams and think the Eagles could win the game, but they can and they should. They're at home. They have played again. I do think these last two weeks, what Carson has shown his teammates, I think that's mattered. I think that for guys who maybe were on the fence about Carson or guys who haven't seen him do it in spots that mattered, I mean, that has to change your perception of the guy. In two spots with your season on the line and boast, and you forget the opponents. You're an NFL player, you just go and you play the game and you win. You, you attempt to win. I think that. Seeing Carson do what he did the last two weeks and, and doing it with him, I think is going to matter. I think those guys believe in Carson Wentz more than they did three weeks ago. I, and, and I think I that's think a that factor. Video, 
I think that video the Eagles put out there, and if anyone listening hasn't seen it, I would suggest watching it. It's Carson mic'd up for the whole Washington game. And that game, that video to me really showed the huge difference between ending a game with a win and a loss. And that might sound simple, like obviously you want to win the game. Right. But we've done it on this pod. We debated it on the radio, on Twitter. Throughout the year, when they've lost close games and everybody goes, well, Carson played well. They're not the re- He's not the reason they lost. Like, that doesn't really matter. Like, these games that the Eagles lose and Carson plays well don't matter. So when when you watch that video and you see Carson celebrating it then with his teammates, guys going up to him saying, we got you, we got you, and then him coming through and doing it, like that is where you grow as a team. And that is why I do think coming into this game, they have a lot of momentum. If Carson would have played well in one of those games and lost or something like that, the momentum wouldn't be the same. But Oh, yeah, because they'd be basically out of the playoff picture. Of course. Yeah, of course they're not going to have any momentum. But but I mean, that aside, I just mean in terms of how they're playing. Like, I just think when guys see Carson come through in the clutch, you start to believe in him again. I mean, that's why people liked Foles. It wasn't like Foles played at an, an amazingly high level when he, when he was in there. They love Foles because Foles won. They won games when Foles was in there. So I, I just think that video really showed the benefit of how guys feel about Carson and how they treat him when they win a game as opposed to not. And the funny thing is, as much as you know, it was a debate maybe even in the offseason and trying to figure out, like, well, why does this team do this at this right time and Nick Foles had the same guys and they ended up winning you're basically on that same timeline from last year you know like you need to win these last couple of games you need to be nine and seven except this time instead of a wild card you actually have an opportunity to go and win the division in the same way it's almost as like I don't know they have a better coach and they just hit their stride at the right time like we've been saying with their backs up against the wall here but my main takeaway from that is, yeah, absolutely, that, that is going to galvanize a ton of people. Not, not even including the guys you were talking about there, James, but Jason Peters is in that clip. You know, Brandon Graham is in that clip. He's, he's around the defense uh, saying, like, let's, let's go out there and do this. To me, seeing Carson Wentz become this new leader has, is, is going to make you forget about all of those Nick Foles things because at the end of the day, like, I still feel – that he can lead this team to a division title, and then that's going to be over for everybody. And for us as fans, but more importantly, whoever sticks around with him for the next year too, I don't. I, I think that dissipates crazily in the locker room. Like, they won't even talk about it anymore. Yeah, look, I think we talked a lot at the time all the turmoil was happening about the Russell Wilson thing and how Seattle yeah. really cleaned house and said, all right, the guys who don't believe in Russell Wilson, you can get out. See ya. You can yeah. get out. This is Russell's team. And that's what's going to have to happen here. And it's happening in the moment here because of injuries. But I think in the long term, Elliot's been saying it. You know, you have to get rid of all the receivers. And I think Deshaun's a special case because Deshaun might be a Wentz guy. We don't know. I mean, Deshaun he seems has, like he yeah, is. Yeah, he hasn't been around this team enough. But 154 but yards, right? And Aguilar's obviously going to be gone. But I, I do think those guys need to go. I, I really do. I, I think that whether or not Alshon's the source, and we, we all think he probably is, right. it makes a lot of sense. And obviously, there's been reports that he is. Who knows what's true and what's not. But. Regardless, we know that Alshon Jeffrey is is Nick Foles' guy. He just is. We've seen it. And I, I think that getting that away from Carson Wentz and getting guys who believe in Carson and who are going to go to war with him as their leader, I think it's everything for this team moving forward. I think it should be their entire plan is to put guys around Carson Wentz 
who believe in Carson Wentz and want to play with Carson Wentz. And that's going to what's what's going to move them into the future. And we're seeing it as it's unfolding here. And I do think you've said this a lot. I think it's yeah. making Carson Wentz better. I think it's making him believe in himself more. It's giving him confidence to be able to do these types of things. It's crazy because going into this game with a, a, a receiving core of, again, Greg Ward's a practice squad guy who is the best receiver on this team hands down right now. It's ridiculous. Boston Scott. I mean, these are guys who... Going into the season, weren't even just like, oh, uh, with injuries, maybe they'll have to play a role. They weren't even on our radar. Yeah. They were guys who were not even on our radar, and now they have to be the stars of this game along with Carson Wentz, and yet you still feel confident because of what we've seen. I feel more confident in Carson Wentz than I do in the defense. And and and, and it's a defense that has played really well at home. We've talked a lot about that. I think that matters. They have not gotten blown out or just not showed up yet at home. I think, you know, did. Detroit might have been their worst game yeah, points-wise at home. And even then, it's not like they didn't show up. They had a bad first half and then kind of clamped down. They had a bad first half against the Giants, clamped down. They've been a better defense at home, so I do feel better about that. But if you ask me who I'm more worried about, I'm way more worried about the defense than a no-name offense led by Carson Wentz. And Elliot, so, tell us the I, stat I, that you have there that you tweeted out this week. Oh, about the defense? Yeah. I think they're giving up something like 17 points at home over over the full season. So so they've been much better at home, which is clearly encouraging because this game is in Philadelphia. And I, I think that the Cowboys are going to struggle in this moment. But let me say something really quick, too, about Wentz off of James point. Sure. It's true, right? Everything he said is true. But the other harsh reality is this. If Carson loses this game and plays poorly, that is going to carry with him until he then wins another big game down the road of similar magnitude, right? Like if Carson comes out and plays bad and they lose, then everything that like all of this fall, all the falling will be true. Doesn't really win big games. Never been to the playoffs. Can't beat the Cowboys. Maybe not better than Dak, right? Like all that stuff is on the line this Sunday, because if they lose the next game, won't matter. They won't play a meaningful game until September. They, They might not play a meaningful game of this magnitude until, you know, like December again next year. So that's another reality of this is that, uh, although he's making strides and progress, there's also a lot to be lost this Sunday. Uh, oh, absolutely, and uh, I want to tell you about you know one of the bigger things that the not the that the Eagles would lose, but the Cowboys would certainly lose in this too. But uh, be fully prepared for this weekend because we know that there's going to be a lot of beers there. We know that there's going to be a, a ton of booze. Everybody's going to be fired up, and the best way. To tailgate responsibly this weekend is, of course, with our good friends, Liquid Death. LiquidDeath.com right now if you want to go and sell your soul. I've sold mine a long time ago, you know, as we as we certainly have uh, gone the ups and downs of this Eagle season. Uh, they will give you a free case of water if you are willing to sell your soul here. So we always appreciate that. Well, but, but, I, I, oh, yeah? to, to your point, yeah. just to, to hammer that home. Drink water while you're drinking beer. It's yeah. a smart thing to do, especially if you're planning yeah. on drinking a lot of beer, which we know a lot of people yes. probably are on Sunday. Yes. Mix in a little of that water. Like it, it, it helps okay. you. You're going to feel so much better the next day. It's a no-brainer, John. Trust us as two old, no, three old men, I guess we can say. Yeah. Now, we'll we'll qualify Elliot, even though he's he's still on the younger side of here. Uh, you're just going to feel better in the morning. Ah, it, make, it makes sense. And, and it looks yeah. like beer anyway, so exactly. no one will even know you're drinking exactly. water. Exactly. A 16-ounce tall boy that's got the flaming skulls and the punk rock 
Impact and Battle. All of that's there for you, and we know that you've been supporting them just as much as you've been supporting us. So all you got to do is go to liquiddeath.com slash GoBirds to get $2 off of every single case of water that you need for this weekend. And honestly, it's a great uh, stocking stuffer for Grandma. Like, just throw that in there, see her reaction when she pulls it out. (laughs) It's the greatest thing in the world. But, 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 the greatest thing in the world, not only for Carson, because again, it's it is the most important thing for him to have this playoff experience. It is important for these guys to certainly see and believe that this guy can do the same things that his backup did and Doug and all that. But the greatest thing and the greatest gift that the Philadelphia Eagles can hand to all of us outside of a playoff appearance is that the Dallas Cowboys will be absolutely yes. dismantled after this. This is this is going to send them into a spiral, an absolute spiral of bad decision making from now I have to find the next coach, which I'm sure they will screw up. You want to know why they're going to screw that up? Because they hired Jason Garrett in the first place and they've kept holding on to him for this long and expecting different results every time. And we know every single time that it's been eight and eight and then 12 and four and eight and eight and da, 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 da. do the same thing. They're lined up to do that again. And not only do they screw that up, they have to they have to worry about paying Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott and making all of those long-term decisions based on one season that Dak Prescott said, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to refuse these offers and I'm going to wait for this $40 million contract once I go win another playoff game or take this team to the Super Bowl or whatever. It will completely crush the path of the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I want more than anything uh, outside, I mean, great. The 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 home playoff game will be great, and if there's a run in there that we're not expecting, even better. But Elliot, to me, crushing the Dallas Cowboys' uh, f- short term future is is more exciting to me than any playoff victory that they, you could give me this season. Yeah, I mean, look, if they, there's no denying it, although you could flip it and say that if the Eagles, uh, you know, if the Cowboys get rid of Jason Garrett and they hire Lincoln Riley or some good coach, maybe good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, bring on I, Lincoln Riley. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's a good thing if the Cowboys get Lincoln Riley. But um, no, I look. Obviously, this is a big moment for both for both teams, and uh, certainly for the Cowboys because if Dak wins this game, I mean, and I was actually debating this earlier. Like, it's certainly a big game for Carson, as I've let it be known. But for Dak as well, I mean, if Dak loses this game, he's at least Carson already has his contract. Like, there is that component <laughs> off of his back. Yeah, so, you don't. Th- you- but in reality, I mean, Dak's not going to lose money because of this game. Uh, Dak's getting paid what he's uh-huh. getting paid. I feel like. You, it would have been done already. It would have been done already. It wouldn't be done. He didn't want to sign yet. I look. I, I maybe we're talking about a difference of a million or two a year or something. I was thinking like five. Oh no yeah. way! Off of one game in Philly where he's playing <laughs> with a hurt one shoulder. Game, just you know, I'm just ah, no, season. no chance. All right. I, look, Dak, well, Dak so getting paid one way or the other. The only thing, the only thing I disagree with is if Dak loses this game, I think a lot of times. And at least for good front offices, this isn't the case. But you know, public pressure can dictate how often how quick a team pays a player, how much he pays him, just in terms of like, okay, we got to get this done. Now the Cowboys have already fought a lot of that off, so maybe they're not going to be impacted by it. But if Dak loses this game, I don't think, and he plays really poorly, I don't think you're going to see Cowboys fans or public pressure beating down the door to say, get this guy paid. Uh, if he well, does he's win. Paying, and- but he's playing with the injury and stuff like that. Like there's going to yeah. be mitigating, mitigating factors. I, I get what you're saying. This game is way bigger for Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Like it's not even oh, the same, not even the same yes. hemisphere. Like, yeah, it's a big game for Dak because it's a game with the playoffs on the line sure. and all that. But I don't think in terms of the, the macro type of stuff you're talking about, the contract, all that, I think he's going to be fine there either way. 
I think it really comes back to this game is so much bigger for Carson. And, and let me ask so, you. Oh, Bar- oh, Bar- oh, really quick. Yeah. Can you just, I just want you to say it's the biggest game of Carson's career. You've come close a few times. Oh, no, it's the, biggest, it's the biggest game of Carson's career. Oh. I have no problem saying it. All right, there we go. Okay. I just, I just right. have a problem with you saying it like three times this season. That's all. Well, I did, but I, I, I would have. Once before, ahead. like I could argue the same things. Like, wasn't it? Wasn't last week the biggest, the biggest game of of Carson Wentz's career? No, given I pressure and time and what they, because then this game wouldn't matter. So then, then it just wouldn't count. Well, that's your opinion. That last week was. I didn't think it was. I think this week is. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying last week doesn't have whatever. It's not that important. Either way, all three of us agree that this is Carson Wentz's most important game of his career so far. There will be more, Colin Coward. There will be more. That's what we're trying to say. But right now, this is the the pressures of pressure cookers. And honestly, that's what I want to ask you guys before we get out of here. Who does have more pressure on them in terms of teams? Like I, I think the 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 Eagles are almost expected to lose this thing. Aren't they? Yeah, you're talking macro, like forgetting Dak went. Yeah, forget all that stuff. I I think Dallas definitely has more pressure in this game. They are the team that is more talented. They are favored coming into this game on the road. And it's starting to tick down. It's starting to go back down to pick them, by the way. He's probably gone anyway. But, I mean, theoretically, Jason Garrett fighting for his job. Jerry Jones, everything he said in the media. The the contract stuff does matter because of, it is their future and all that. I just think there's more. Whereas this Eagles team, like, yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, it's disappointing. I think we're already kind of disappointed with how this season has gone anyway. And what they're doing now was unexpected considering the the lack of talent on offense, the guys they're playing with. I do. I Look, I think there's pressure on both teams, and, and like we said, especially a lot on Carson Wentz. But I do think that that if you have to take the two teams and say, all right, who's got more pressure on the whole as a team, everything encompassed, I think it's probably Dallas. Yeah. E, do you agree? Honestly, and I I do want to pick a side, but I think it's pretty even. I mean, the Eagles need this one a lot, too. They've lost the Cowboys a lot in a row. They're at home. They're on a roll. Um, we already talked about the Carson stuff. Not making the playoffs this year would certainly be a huge disaster for the Eagles when you consider they were the favorite to win the division. They were one of the Super Bowl favorites. I think everything that James said about Dallas is true, but I think it's pretty even, actually. I think that there's a lot of pressure on both teams, and both teams really need to win. Um, yeah, I think it's the Cowboys. <laughs> I just think there's this. Because if the Eagles end up losing this thing, like, what? A, what a, oh, no, like, we've got to – do all the things that we've been saying for like the last seven weeks. Uh, you, you know, get more talented wide receivers, maybe double down on the offensive line, find another pass rusher. Like, well, we know what's wrong with this football team. I don't know what's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys outside of Jason Garrett. And if they think the coach is the only thing that's, you know, hindering them right now, good, because I think there is a lot more to that onion to peel back. And, uh, and we'll just have to see. It's going to be a great 425, guys. And uh, normally, normally, this is. I'd be I'd be giving you the the full of it, but I, I tell you what, you got to watch me and James on Sunday morning. Ooh. You got to watch me and James on Sunday morning, and I'm going to give you the full the full. You know, let's let's get fired up. But I will leave you with this message before we go. I don't care how you feel about this football team, long term, short term, or whatever. It is time to knock off the shit and just leave it to the side for one Sunday. 
just to believe everyone gets together and just say you're gonna beat the fucking Dallas Cowboys because that's all I care about on Sunday guys 425 everything else does not matter I don't care how long you've been holding on to Carson Wentz is this Nick Foles is that Doug can't do this Jim Schwartz is that their secondary is not that good on and on and on and on and on who cares it comes down to one football game there are no style points and we hate the fucking Dallas Cowboys and I want to see them crushed you know put into oblivion and i want us all to be standing here at eight o'clock at night yelling in broad street and going carson wentz is exactly who we thought this guy was a guy that's a much better more talented quarterback than dak prescott than the dallas cowboys than anybody that's going to step onto that field the eagles will prevail at 425 on sunday i can't wait to celebrate with every single one of you as they do it as always this has been go birds number 157 on radio.com sports Radio 94 WIP. James is used to say in the old country, Dallas sucks. Go, birds.